Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. The devil whispered, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior replied, I am the storm. You are a warrior. You will get through the storm. You will show the storm who's boss. You will show everyone you are stronger than all things that have hurt you. You are stronger than your past. You are stronger than the challenges coming in your future. You will tell yourself, I don't invite life's challenges, but I don't back down from them either. I know we all face tough times. I know I'm not exempt from life's struggles, but I know I am strong. I know this will pass. I know there will be better days, but only if I keep fighting like a warrior, fighting with all my heart. The heart of a lion, the strength I have is like no other. I am not a survivor, I am a warrior. I don't survive, I thrive. I can do this and I will get through this. Warriors are built from the struggle, formed from pain, strengthened by adversity. Embrace your challenges and push through them like the warrior you are. You are stronger than your past. And you are stronger than the challenges coming in your future. The strength I have is like no other. I am not a survivor. I am a warrior. I don't survive. I thrive. I can do this and I will get through this. I make the best of bad situations. I see the opportunity in the struggle. I grow strength from my hardships. I am thankful for my hard times. They make me stronger. I am thankful for the pain. It makes me raise my game. I am grateful for the worst of times. It ensures my story will be a great one. From zero to hero. From nothing to something. From the bottom to the top. Here I come. There is a, there is a glitch in the matrix and isn't that the truth? I mean, there is a glitch in the matrix and some of the things that you think are one way are actually something else. Yeah, ever since the zombie apocalypse, I know, I know, but that's okay. And you know what? The, the, the cool thing, the cool thing is that when you know, when you know the truth, it's the truth that sets you free. So anybody who thinks that I'm actually sitting on the beach somewhere and I'm doing this broadcast, they're like, okay, now they, now the truth is out. <laughs> I, I'm here in the comfort of my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a friend with me. I have Jared Lasky joining us here back on Touch by Prayer. So he can come and say good morning to, to y'all. So hold on one second. Good morning. Hey, Jared, how are you? Hey, good morning. I'm great. Uh, beautiful day in Arizona right now. Woohoo! There you go. And uh, it's um, it's kind of overcast here in Jersey, but it's um, it's going to be good. It's all going to be good. So we're just going to say good morning to the chat. We're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. But we do have a birthday. We have a birthday today. So Miss Teresa, 
Sariso Gizmo's mom. And uh, so we're going to wish her a happy birthday. But first, let's say good morning to the chat because the chat's important, right? You know, ta-da! I'm like, all right, well, that's just the way it is. I don't know. I don't know what to tell anybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tiffany. Good morning. Good morning. So excited about uh, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about prophecy. Woohoo! Prophecy is always one of my favorite, favorite things to talk about. Before we even uh, discuss, I want to, I do, because, you know, it wouldn't be, good morning, Grandma Linda. Good morning. It wouldn't be the, uh, the same if we didn't talk about some of the stuff that's going on because prophecy to some people is being fulfilled. So we are seeing prophecy to some people, but but sometimes I think that there is a glitch in the matrix because there is a lot of stuff that's coming out about some of the stuff that's going on that things, I'm just going to say this, everybody is um, is very concerned. And you and John Natale did a, a, a broadcast on your podcast, which was, it's a, what's it called? Prophetic Global prophetic news. Global prophetic news. And you guys were kind of talking about like like this. And so for um for those who don't know, we are seeing a movie. And I'm gonna say it this way. We are seeing a movie because it's a move of both the enemy and it's a move of God. And so depending on what you're concentrating in, you know, you can see a movie from two different perspectives. You can see a movie and you can just see all the demonic and the evil and the terror, or you can go and watch a movie and see God in it. It depends on what you're looking for. And I think that where so many people are like, oh, but this is this and this is that. And then everybody's like, Henny, Penny, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and Jesus is returning. Okay, so, and Jesus returning is a reality. That is that is coming. But we also have to be aware, we have to make sure that that we are prepared. So can you just share some of the things that, um, that you and John basically just kind of give a recap of what you guys discussed wow a lot <laughs> i know because <laughs> i'd actually it was a very productive day for my other podcast i interviewed jonathan feldstein on the ground in mm-hmm. israel mm-hmm. whose son was called up to the war mm-hmm. and so jonathan has firsthand account of the rocket attacks and yeah. the fear and everything taking place and sending his son to war uh, we briefly discussed some of that, but John has some prophetic insight. I, I, when it comes to the prophetic, I mean, I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus. I love the prophetic. I love the spiritual gifts. You know this. And I roll more about personal prophecy. John is more national, international. He's got a, rep, a reputation, a history, you know, in the prophetic. So he'd had some prophetic insight towards Benjamin Netanyahu, but he has for quite a while. So right. he'd had this prophetic word that that he elaborated on, but we were discussing the news and just praying, you know, so there's so much to to this horrible, horrendous, disgusting attack. Yeah. You know, and I understand geopolitical powers that be. I think that we briefly discussed Obama talking out of both sides of his mouth. Praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for the peace of Palestine. Even Jonathan Feldstein, I showed a two-minute video, and he was saying Christians, he he's an Orthodox Jew, but I think he's this close to coming to Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he is on the Charisma Podcast Network as well as my podcast. Uh, so he is the only Orthodox Jew, but he builds bridges between Jews and Christians and mm-hmm. j- does trips and stuff like that. So right, he's right. A, just a, an amazing guy. But he was t- giving us some pointers of what Christians can do right now for mm-hmm. praying and supporting and some of the other things that, that we could do. But he was also sharing about how Biden released $6 billion 
to Iran. August, yep. In August. And Iran in August was helping fund, finance, plan this horrible, barbaric, disgusting thing. And I know that people have differences of opinion. Here's what I know. There are spiritual forces at work yep. that we can trample as Christians. Christians need to know their identity in Christ. People need to know whose they are in Jesus. People need to know who they are in Jesus. Right now, the powers that be are trying to divide us, Republican, Democrat. Mm -hmm. They're trying to divide us, Palestine, Israel. They're trying to divide us, Ukraine or Russia. Mm -hmm. Christians are supposed to take a heavenly perspective, a heavenly posture. That was my little rant after kind of answering your question a little bit. But mm -hmm. John and I talked about so much. I don't even know where, be where to begin on all that because it was... It was a powerful time, but we are praying hard. So there was even drone strike in Syria. So CNN had an article about a drone strike in Syria. And they're saying that terrorists connected to international powers did it. Well, which terrorists and who are they connected with? Right. Why aren't they telling us? I, I personally, and I'm not saying this prophetically, but I personally think it's uh, some Iranian-backed terrorists, whether or not it is Hamas, who were drone striking Syria in order to stir them up because they're just right across the border from Israel because they yeah. want World War III yep. in the Middle yep. East. Yep. They want gas prices to get even more than, I mean, right now it's 479 at some stations uh, around here. Yep. That's horrendous. Yep. You know, they want you know, these uh, politicians, even our own politicians here in the U.S., will get rich playing both sides. Yeah. I mean, I oof, maybe I shouldn't even go there. Jesus, hold me back. Well, see, and that's that's the thing is that, you know, we now and this is where I want to go. But um, but before we before we go and I can I can put a pause, I'm going to put a pin in this because I do want to wish uh, Teresa. Teresa is um, one of my GGs. And if you don't know what a GG is, GG means God's girl. <laughs> so we are going to what we do here on on Crown Chats is we wish people a happy birthday and we give them a prophetic word. And I thought, well, let's let's kick off prophecy with with giving her a prophetic word from both you and I and uh we'll uh we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So happy birthday, T. We love you. Happy birthday. Here we go. Whoop. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Her name is Teresa. She goes by Gizmo's mom. She is part of my GGs and uh, she's a part of my family and I love her. She sounds like the nanny. Did you ever watch the nanny? Oh yeah. I love that. Oh show. yeah. She sounds a little like the nanny. So every time and she dresses, she's a dresser. She's a, <laughs> that's funny because Fran Drescher, <laughs> but she is, she, she likes to dress. She's always put together. We love Teresa. Teresa, I know that God has good things. So um, if you want to go first, or if you want me to go first, or if you don't have anything. Well, just as you're kind of talking, Teresa, I see just really simple Psalm 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The Lord is leading you. He's your pastor. He's your shepherd. He's leading you in all things. Uh, So as a shepherd, he has a shepherd's staff. The decisions that you are making are being led by him, guided by the Holy Spirit, as there might be uh, some fairly large you know, decisions coming around the corner. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's directing you. He has the shepherd staff, but he's also holding you. You're in his arms and you're walking with him. You know, the other portions of Psalm 23 say, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for he is with me. He is with you. You've been through thick and thin. You've been through uh, some darkness, but he's always had the light with you. He's always walked through you. He's with you. And there have you know, even though the enemy might seemingly look intimidating and ugly and disgusting and, you know, things happening, you're at rest. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And I, I believe that uh, you speak positivity to people, that even when the enemy is speaking, you know, sending fiery darts and false accusations and negative comments, you're speaking positively. You are sitting with with Christ Jesus. You're eating at the heavenly table, and He's given you even manna in times. He's provided for you. He's providing for you now. He's provided for you in the past. He'll provide for you in the future as you rest in Him and know that He is always with you. He never leaves you. He will never forsake you, and He loves you tremendously in Jesus' name. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. And Teresa, I was like, I was asking as Jared was talking, I was asking the Lord. And it's funny because you know how he is. He He's always so funny, but I'm seeing my cousin Vinny and I'm seeing like, like you, you have this like look and I've seen the look. I have seen the look when you're like listening and you're like, you're staring at somebody or you're looking into something. You're, you're seeing the bigger picture. You're seeing something that other people would dismiss. And it's almost like in my cousin Vinny, when they bring uh, his girlfriend and he brings Marissa Tomei onto the stand, onto the stand and he starts to ask her questions. At first they want to dismiss it. They're like, oh, and she, she's like, well, does this make you an expert? And she says, no. And she goes, can I go now? And he goes, no, you sit down because there is something inside of you, T, that you carry, that you see the details. There's something that you get to see the things that other people dismiss because you are a watcher. And I'm seeing your eyes. You have the eyes of an eagle. You are looking and you are seeing like the little teeny tiny details and you start to pull things apart. You're able to be like, if you see a magician, you're able to say, oh, I saw see how he did that because he did this. Oh, I saw how he did that because he did this because, because God is saying he has given you that vision to see the things that other people overlook. And because of that, because of that, they, you are going to help people and you are going to help them to dismantle the lies that they have believed about themselves, about situations that you're going to be able to see. You know, it says that the devil is in the details. You're going to be able to say, no, 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 that's not God. That's the devil. That's exactly where he is. And because of that, you're seeing it in a totally different way. And so I really believe that this is going to be a season that you are going to help to unlock and unblock people from believing lies that you're going to be able to show them and to give them proof. Are you positive? I'm a hundred percent positive. That is exactly the fact. Like you are going to be able to give it to them exactly the way that they need to hear it with no nonsense and with that 
accuracy because the Lord is saying that he is going to give you that vision to see things in such a different way. And you are going to, you are your discernment where it's been like here is about to shoot up because in that discernment, you are going to help to unlock other people. So we just bless you. We bless our tea. We love our tea. We thank you, Papa, for Teresa. We thank you for everything that you've called her to be. We thank you that you have given her eyes to see, that you have given her discernment, that you know that um, you know that she's your girl and that she rests underneath you. Lord, we thank you for every word that has been spoken over her, Lord. Let it hit its target and anything that hasn't been from you, Lord, we just ask it to fall to the ground. We thank you, Father. We celebrate Teresa. We thank you for bringing her into our life. We thank you for for the positivity that she brings. And we thank you for the joy that she brings. We thank you for the laughter. And we thank you for her faithfulness, Papa. We celebrate her as all of heaven celebrates her. And we just say happy birthday, our beautiful Gizmo's mom. Happy birthday, Teresa. (laughs) Okay, so, so that is... That is just a simple prophecy that is, um, that's an exhortation, um, edification, and comfort. But there also was some prophetic going into the future and saying, this is what you're going to do. And I think that when it comes to prophecy, and this is where I wanted to go before, I'm taking that pin out, is that so many people, like, there are, there are evil, there are evil networks that are trying to get prophecy to come quicker than what God ordains. Because, you know, there are things that are written. There are things that are written. And so it's like, oh, yeah, well, this has to come. And so it's almost like people are coming into agreement with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, this has to come because this is in the Bible. But see, now this is where I have a problem with it. Okay, this is where I have a problem with it. What if, what if God has said, you know, I have given you authority. What if he has said that that we can stop things? What if it says that we can start praying against certain calamities? Because it says in the Bible, it says that God is slow to anger. So why are we thinking that God is like, he's going to be just like, ah, and so angry. And we're just, I kind of feel that because it's been spoken about that people are just rolling over and we're not doing anything, which is we should be praying. We should be praying and we should be interceding and we should be prophesying that everybody in that those two areas are going to see the hand of God. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I, I only, I've only had my first cup of coffee. Go ahead. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot to take in there. So the enemy thinks that he's smart. He, he's not. He, he just counterfeits things and he tends to have... Uh, he repeats the same strategies and he really does just repeats the same strategies and um, what is taking place over in, in Israel. I mean, I condemn terrorism through and through, but I've been to wars. So I, I know what war is like. I don't, I've never seen what they're ta- they're having the Israelis experienced, but I believe that we as Christians, we have dominion that, even prophetically, we can foretell and foretell. That's a part of prophecy is foretelling the future, foretelling the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is the entry level prophecy to encourage, comfort, and edify that I believe all of us Christians can do. There is the next level, which is a prophetic ministry where there's more guidance and direction and, and things. And then sometimes there's some correction that, that pe- 
that prophetic ministries can speak into. But then there's also what I call the expert level. That's the prophetic office, the fivefold ministry office, which they prophesy over kings and presidents and all kinds of people and powers. And even, you know, the prophets can go through our churches and pick us out of an audience and prophesy over. It's just like prophetic ministers or uh, beginning prof- prophetic ministers or that. So we decree, we declare, we have dominion as Christians. And I know that even using that word dominion kind of separates some people in Christianity, but it was from the garden, right? From the garden, God gave us dominion. I believe that we are victorious, that we are victorious. And we we look forward to the coming of Christ, but everywhere we go, we extend the kingdom of God in us and through us. And yeah, there are powers that be, evil powers that influence regimes and people and even have possessed people. There are some world leaders who are possessed. There are some nefarious actors out there who uh, are influenced by the devil. And yeah, there are people in the government that do horrible, disgusting, demonic things who play both sides, who are trying to control us. We need to know that we fear not. We fear not as a Christian. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and we are the majority of the people, right? We tend to be led by our leaders here in the U.S. when they are supposed to serve us. And they're playing the stock market at the same time, making millions of dollars, okay? But Christians, if there's a wealth transfer coming for us, we need to position ourselves to play the stock market, to learn entrepreneurial things, to have dominion in order to be blessed, to be a blessing in everything that we say and do. But I believe that we are victorious in Christ, in Christ through us. So, you know, the Holy Spirit empowers each and every Christian. We have the power. We we can be taken up and translated in the Spirit and pray and, and see the demonic beneath us. I think I might have, might have shared this before in your program, Lisa, that I think Christian spiritual warfare has a tendency to look up too much at principalities and powers when if we are seated in Christ, we look down. Come on. In a symbolic way. Like we, we are seated with Christ. The devil is under our feet. And there will be wars, right? Because what what is war? It's because of the lust of men. In the book of James, it talks about why do you war? It's you know, I'm paraphrasing the book uh, a portion of the book of James talking about it's because men have lust, men have greed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are these these powers that be, the WEF, the CDC, the all these groups that we don't vote for that think that they have power. But, you know, the thing, though, is that they're just men. Sure, they're influenced by the devil, but they're just men. And men fight amongst themselves. You know, I've heard about the 2030 agenda. But what about the 2020 agenda? What about the 2010 agenda? What about the 2000 agenda? What about the 1988 agenda? What about the 1970? <clears throat> They they never really accomplish what they want because they're they're fighting and bickering. It used to be this certain group. It used to be that certain group. This other group emerges. They're just a bunch of greedy men, mm-hmm. but they're the minority of people. And here we are in Christ. There are billions of Christians. There are nine hundred million. Last I knew, almost a billion tongue speaking, prophesying, decreeing, and declaring charismatics around the world. There is more heaven on earth than there is saints in heaven 
because the Holy Spirit is in us, we bring heaven to earth. And, you know, the, the population explosion, there are more Christians here on earth than there are saints in heaven, if we do the math, of all the years. So everywhere we go, we have the Spirit of God within us. We extend the kingdom of God. We're, nothing can stop us. So we fear not, no matter what's going on, whether there's what's popping off in Europe, what's popping off in the Middle East. We pray. We pray for peace. You know, we condemn terrorism. We, we condemn uh, acts of barbarism, all that. We pray. We give. We sow. We extend the kingdom of God, and we are victorious. And even here in the U.S., be prepared for good, bad, and ugly. Be prepared for a potential fifth column, okay? Uh, military age males coming across our border in droves. Okay, from where? From the Middle East. From where? South America. From where? China. I mean, dude, Biden has blundered so much, you know? Uh, be prepared. Fear not. And y you mentioned about, um, Lisa, about uh, fulfilling prophecy, you know, most spoken prophecy is conditional to fulfill your prophecies. What do you have to do? Repent, seek the face of Jesus, you know, uh, get rid of your bad habit, habits, whatever it is. And also know that some prophetic words, you have to get into the process of being sanctified and becoming more like Jesus. And, and then in 20 years or 30 years, you might start seeing the fulfillment of some prophecies. I'm just now walking in the fulfillment of some prophecies from 22, 23 years ago. That's because of the process I've had to go through to become refined in the fire, refined like gold. Um, so I know that that was pretty loaded, but I'll give it back to you real quick. There's the football. No, no I, think, I think that was really good. And I think there's, um, you know, there, there's something about like myself that I get extremely passionate because I, one of the things that um, there was a, a, a prophet, Christine Kane, and she, she did this whole speech about get off of your mat, like get up. And I feel that there is this, this sound inside of me that just wants to scream to, to believers, get up, stop just rolling over and taking what the enemy is throwing at us. It's like, we are like, well, we don't really know what to do. And I once said this to somebody, I said, well, we can pray. And they went, well, yeah, I mean, we can pray. No, but they don't understand the power of prayer. The power of prayer can change a situation. The power of prayer can change the way that um, that something is going. I mean, we can look in Genesis. It can show that like the, you know, Moses had his hands up. And then when his hands started to drop, you know, they started to lose their battle. So it took two people to come alongside, two watchmen to come alongside and raise up the hands of Moses then that's what we need to do is that there are watchmen on the wall who have yeah. been seeing things, who need their arms raised. We need to raise our arms. We need to raise that, that, that when something is coming in, that we completely is not a part of, of the, the things that we believe where it says, you know, that 5,000 will fall to my left and 10,000 to my right. Yet I will stand. Well, then why are we buckling? Why are we buckling? Why are we listening? And look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this stuff isn't real. Not, that is not what I am saying, but I am saying that most of the stuff that is being contrived is being done, that it, it is being done in the spiritual realm, that these are thoughts, that these, this, the wickedness that is coming, it says we battle not with flesh and blood, 
but of powers and principalities. Yeah. And so what we need to do is we have to stop fighting on a earthly level. We have to go spirit to spirit. That does not mean we're going against the second heaven. That's not what we do. But when we start to pray, when we start to call out for the father, that's when the father comes in. It's as if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. Then I will hear them and I will heal their land. Yeah. There's been a lot of wickedness. But we can say, oh, yes, they're wicked and they're wicked. But what if our hearts aren't so good? What, yeah. what if everything that, that God is saying, yeah, all this stuff is terrible, but we need to clean our temple before we can start looking at other people's temples? And right. I think said was so good about you have to get yourself prepared for your pro prophecy you can hear god's voice and prophesy every person with the spirit of god living in them can be used by god for entry-level prophecy entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing god's voice and prophesying prophecy encourages comforts and edifies people and our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful eCourse, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Well, I think we all need to prepare one way or another, whether it's through beautifying treatments like Esther you know, yeah. for whatever call we're supposed to do and have and, you know, seeking the face of Jesus. But I think that the church has been immobilized by some of its beliefs that aren't necessarily true. And it's also the practices. Some of the, some of our practices pacify us. We're all supposed to be priests and kings. We're all supposed to be active. And uh, we're all supposed to be involved rather than just attend. Sitting in a church... Hold one second. Yeah, that needed to happen. <laughs> that needed to happen. Well, we, we treat church like it's a movie theater. There's nothing wrong with attending a church that meets in a movie theater or whatever, but people need to be active. It's for the equipping of the saints, and the saints are supposed to be involved. Unfortunately, we're sitting around waiting for this rapture that the picture of a rapture is people in the in the Bible is people coming out and then the king coming on a horse with his armies, the people joining the armies and coming into the city. Prepare yourself for the bridegroom. Prepare your yourself for the king he Come is on. coming you go greet him it's not a it's not an escape we have to be involved we are part of the process and um i don't want to kill too much of that sacred cow but like we extend the kingdom of god everywhere that we go yes and we've been immobilized by some beliefs that are only 200 years old mm -hmm. We have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The early Christian church overcame persecution. And here we are, we're concerned with 
headlines, we think, and I saw someone said something about statistics or earlier mm -hmm. on, on here. It's this world is actually safer today than it was in World War II. Hmm. We st statistically, we think the world is just getting worse and worse. And sure that there's uh, population explosions. And, uh, I see someone 99% of statistics are made up by the people who pay for them. Come on. Okay. That's, that's a made up statistic, but <laughs> it makes the point, right? 99% of statistics are made up on the spot, right? That's, that's something I've heard said before, but the world was worse off. There were higher crime rates during World War II and before World War II. And the horrible, disgusting thing is like a thousand people an hour were dying wow. under the Holocaust, right? That's horrible, disgusting, you know, all of that. There were Christians and Jews and uh, gypsies and all kinds of people uh, for the ethnic, yeah, the Poles, the ethnic cleansing that the yep. Nazi Germany was doing. But America also made a deal with the devil mm -hmm. in allowing Nazis to come to the U.S., mm -hmm. I think right now we're distracted thinking that the evil is democratic socialism or socialism, but it's actually, what does that lead to? It leads to fascism, which is socialism. Yep. We've been taught and trained thinking that Nazism, fascism is far right when it's actually far left. Mm. Mm. It's part of socialism. Mm -hmm. The Nazis were the national socialist workers party. There's that word socialists. There, you know, it's far left. We've been conditioned to think that it's far right. So like Republicans think get into fascism. No, it's actually the the democratic socialism socialists become the fascists. Yep. Right. So I'm I'm probably I don't want to offend anybody, but not sorry. I'm so no. sorry, not sorry. No. You know, um, these are things that we need to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we have Christ Jesus in us. Mm -hmm. We extend the kingdom of God. That's right. We have to be actively involved in this world. We need to know that the media makes money by fear and the world is actually safer today. And there are fewer wars than there were in the 20, early 20th century and the 19th, even though we think it's less because we're bombarded by our digital devices, by our TVs. And the Christian church has been uh, immobilized on purpose mobilize on purpose. We need to get back to the presence of God. We need to get back to being involved. We need to not wait for a rapture. We need to spend time in the presence of God and go out and be involved in our communities. When, if we're part of a church, we need to ask ourselves a question. If this church closes today, will this community miss us? Ooh. You know, there are revivals that have taken place. Like all Christian, we get excited yeah. and we fly in. Yeah. But did you know you could, in some of these revivals, you can interview the neighbors and they'll be like, I had no idea there was something going on there. Wow. Yep. What is really taking place? I mean, yeah. Christians are getting revived and people are flying in, but there's no impact on the local community. Come on. No. What are we doing? Is that really revival? People come to Christ Jesus, you know? Um, but really... Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so mm -hmm. we have that authority, that same authority he gave the disciples, the same authority that Jesus walked in. Everywhere we go, we extend the kingdom of God. We seek first the kingdom, kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we prophesy, we decree, decree, we declare, we're blessed to be a blessing. 
we foretell, we foretell. And uh, when it comes to the prophetic ministry, I mean, I love it. You know, I, I bless prophets and I, I love rolling in personal prophecy, but it's all about Jesus and it's to glorify him. That's and right. I know some people try to stay away from time stamping things because of certain doctrines, but it's like, no, if you have the word of the Lord, you need to be assured of what he has told you. If he's given you a timestamp to prophesy over someone, speak it out, right? John Natale and I, you know, we were talking about people that apologize for the 2020 prophecies. And in my humble opinion, why, why did they apologize? We don't always get every piece of the puzzle. Right. I believe those prophecies were fulfilled. 100%. But you look, you know, the interpretations may not be there. Other people were seeing it at different angles angles but you put them together and you see the whole picture that's right it was stolen clearly yes i was overseas watching it happen in real time okay so it's like the prophecies are fulfilled however what is going on now in in the united states you know it does as john natalie was talking about parallel what is going on in israel where here's bb benjamin netanyahu who was in office out of office, back in office for such a time as, as this. Mm. It parallels Trump mm-hmm. and the United States. And this mm-hmm. is what John was sharing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Trump was in office, out of office. Yep. What's next? He's, he's going to be back in office. And see, this is the thing. Like when you talked about the different prophets and, and, and so God, God's funny. He's very funny. He calls them the prophets who bailed. That's his word, not mine. I promise that that was his. He said the prophets who bailed because see some of the things that that we have thought about prophecy. And this is where I wanted to kind of hone in is that what does prophecy do? Well, we can look at prophecy and we can see that prophecy sometimes shifted and corrected a nation. We can see that sometimes prophecy was used to foretell of something that God was going to do because prophecy, Jesus was the fulfillment of all the prophecy, fulfilled every single prophecy that talked about the Messiah and the and the coming child of Christ, uh, coming of, of the Lord. Okay, he fulfilled every single one. Okay, so we know that that when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. We can even see with Abraham, Abraham, the prophecies that were spoken over Abraham from God himself. But what people have done, and this is where I, I kind of get a little frustrated, is like we we have we have lost the ability to to be like the Samuels. See, I love out of all of the prophets, I love Samuel because Samuel was a gold digger. Samuel was the one who went and he was able to pull the gold out of people. He was one because he was in the midst of all of Jesse's sons. And he said, do you have another one? Because he knew that they didn't carry the DNA. He could have said, oh, I can see that God's going to use you one day and you're going to be in, you're going to be in, uh, you're going to be in the, uh, um, what's it called? In the palace. Okay. That wouldn't have been a wrong word for any one of, of uh, Jesse's sons because their brother David was going to be a king. So to say that, but, but see what we think is that people can use prophecy and it could be used for any person. Like if I get a prophetic word and and it's like, well, this is thus saith the Lord for you, then really that word should be just for you. And this is like where God is really kind of taking me and you can correct me. But um, 
How many people did he prophesy were going to be king? How many times did, did Samuel, the prophet Samuel, go out and tell people that they were going to be king? There were only two people that he prophesied that were going to be king. And that was uh, Saul and that was David. That's it. But yet we have different prophets who are saying, oh, you're called to be a prophet or, oh, you're called to be a this or, you know, you're an Esther or you're a this and you're a that. No, let's 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 purify the word. Let's purify the word and speak to the people from where they are, because not everybody is meant to to have these these huge like it might be God's desire for them, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to walk it out. And so many people have been hurt because they've misunderstood the, the person who hears from the Lord. They have misinterpreted what God was saying to the person because they want it to be a Guandamas word. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. I don't know, Jared. Am I like, do you know what I mean? Because we yeah. have to be really careful about what we speak because the things that we speak have power. Well, words create worlds, right? Mm -hmm. and prophetic words declare destinies yes and there are some uh, a lot of conditions behind it we tend to miss the conditions sure and i don't know how many katherine coolmans i met but they're not katherine coolmans <laughs> no there was only one katherine coolman right now yeah. i can see how if you look at someone you could see that they they there's a resemblance or there's an anointing but you walk into what you're you're supposed to be do Correct. and have Correct. Uh, but there you know so many people we're we're excited by the prophetic and i understand that we want to be picked and then we don't want to be picked right pick me pick me don't pick me oh <laughs> and then you know gosh and, and then even as a prophetic person it's like i, I try to ask for feedback you yes know? i know a lot of prophetic people that won't they just move on you know yeah. boom 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 i'm 100 percent correct Bam. Oh, man, we need a little more humility, too. I've also been in some prophetic meetings that there was no love. There was no love. Let me kick that cow because that has to be fixed. Hold on. Yeah, that has to be kicked because seriously, that needs to be kicked to the curve. It's sensitive topics exposed. Now, listen, if, if the Holy Spirit is revealing some dark things to you, some very sensitive dark things, you do not have to say it. You could <laughs> deliver it in a loving way that that person understands that, that oh, wow, you know, but then you also turn it around into uh, the foretelling, the foretelling and what the word of the Lord is saying to get them out of that or Come get on. them healed of that, Come especially because I've had to, I've had to pull people aside before when they're exposing abuse and I'm not even going to say what kind of abuse it's like, brother, word it in a different way, yes. in a Come loving on. way, because, Come on. because I've, I, man, I saw that I was at this meeting once and it was, this guy was saying something very Hard. sickening. Yeah. Very sickening that was this woman had an experience from uh, another ministry pastor thing, right? But this guy is trying to tell whoever, you know, it's through a word of knowledge, said the details, <gasps> then have this woman come forward. And I was like, whoa. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Where's the Jesus in that? The, I didn't see it, you know. Um, but there needs to be love. Okay. So yeah. I, I guess we're kind of equipping your people now. Like yeah. even yeah. if you're, you see darkness, if you see darkness, yeah. 
turn it into a positive, That's share right. it in a way that the person understands that they are loved and, mm -hmm. and always point to Jesus through it. Don't say the details. No one needs to know the details. Okay. Right. But start prophesying life into the people, you know, and That's show right. them the love of Christ Jesus through right. it. Right. So there needs to be a refiner's fire. No. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go one step further. It says, it says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Now, a lot of people have misinterpreted that, but it, what it really means is you can keep your mouth shut. That's what it means. It means that you can keep your mouth shut until you can pull somebody and you can say, I have something that I need to say to you privately, but we're going to go over there. So nobody else, because nobody else needs to see somebody's dirty laundry. Nobody yeah. else needs to see the stuff that, you know, they don't need to see it. And so one of the things that God really um, showed me is he started to show me, he showed me like some really hard stuff about a person. And this was new. I was new in the prophetic and he showed me this stuff, but he said to me, he said, now, if you share this with this person, is it going to hurt this person? And mm. I would be like, well, yeah, he says, I'm telling you, so you can come in with a heart of compassion of what this person has been through. Sometimes the, the things that we know about a person is so that we know how to enter in into a conversation that's going to honor and keep them safe because God's heart, Jesus is hard. The woman who was caught in, the, in adultery, he didn't, he didn't do anything. He didn't like sit there and say, yeah, well, she did this and she did that. And she did. No, in fact, what, what the Lord showed me is because nobody knows what he wrote in the sand, right? Hmm. Nobody knows what he wrote. Do you know what he said to me? He said, Lisa, he said, I was keeping my eyes away so she couldn't see me because I didn't want her to see shame or any kind of condemnation or anything in my eyes until everybody was gone. He said, so I would not look at her. He said, but then after she was forgiven, after I told her she was forgiven, that's when he looked at her. Wow. Because there was something about that, that we have to always think about the person on the other end. Because sometimes, you know, I was watching this, um, this video and they said, and here are the prophets and everybody was going nuts. And my spirit was like, <gasps> Ooh, that is so wrong. When do we applaud and when do we give prophets accolades? They are just a mouthpiece of God. We should be praising God, not praising people. I'm sorry. I, I have a very, I respect prophecy and prophecy is so important to me, but we have to put it in its proper place. Yeah, but we also, it also has to be different than what I've seen it done. Now, I, I do meetings. Yeah. But, you know, the Holy Spirit can highlight people or sometimes you just take a step of faith and you just pick someone by faith and the Holy Spirit starts sharing things, right? I've been to so many meetings where I could predict, and I don't know, I don't think it's prophetically, but I could kind of know they're going to prophesy over those four people over there. And why is that? Because those are the elders. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm -hmm. the leadership. They're not going to venture into the audience. Come on. Oh, Jared, you and I are on the same page, guys. Like, like they, it's, it's like um, we've attended a church. It's like if we want a prophecy, sit in the first four rows. Mm -hmm. Maybe the fourth row, mm -hmm. anything past that, they ain't, they ain't prophesying over you. They're prophesying over all the leadership. That's right. And then I had a friend of mine. 
uh, a pastor friend of mine who had shared how um, this pastor was faking it or not, not this pastor, this prophetic Prophet. person was faking it. Mm-hmm. And so my friend was pastoring at the time. So this prophetic guy, prophetic, okay, quote unquote. Right. Hey, I need a place to, you know, pray, prepare, you know, super spiritual. Pastor puts him in the, his office. Yeah. And then pastor had a certain way of ha- having his papers or whatever, right? Like a mm-hmm. certain way. But this guy does the meeting and starts prophesying names and addresses, and which I believe oh. that God can do. Okay. God has used me to prophesy mm-hmm names and you know mm. things very specific things but my pastor was like this doesn't feel right goes into his office and sees that this guy was looking at papers and putting things back the wrong way so my my pastor friend he eventually was taking this guy after to go talk to some other pastors at like an apostolic council and the guy knew what was up he was going to get called out on the carpet yeah and the guy, his excuse was, well, you don't understand the pressure I go through. So here's this, this prophetic guy reading church envelopes and gifts and, you know, whatever books are in the office. Mm-hmm. Listen, t- you know, when, when it comes to me in a meeting, I try with the utmost integrity to, uh, I don't gather information. I understand informed prophetic when it comes to, say, in the news, being informed and being discerning. But I don't want people telling me, this is my elder, this is my deacon, this is my, you know, you know, because I just want Jesus to move in the meeting, you know, right. uh, because I don't, I don't want to prophesy what I know. But if I do know things and it's coming to mind, I'll be like, like, say, Lisa, I know mm-hmm. you, I know you wrote, wrote a book. I'll right. tell you that I know these things, however, and then I'll, right. I might share some other things. Sure. So I, I, I got to try to qualify and quantify and just share, hey, if, if I got history with people, you know, I'll share, hey, we've got this history, you know, uh, but then blah, 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 and then ask for feedback, right? Sure. So that's, that's what I want to see. So we need a refiner's fire in the prophetic. Yes. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is going to highlight more things. I think we need everyone to understand that you can hear God, you can prophesy. That's right. But also there's a lot of prophetic ministry, which is just in it for the money, you know, just in it for the money. And we know that Jesus said, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons? And then he'll say, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. It's about relationship. That's right. And I've I've been to one meeting years ago that I had to walk out of, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, it, uh, just discerning that this was a false spirit, even yeah. though there were people laughing and whatever else, it yeah. wasn't the true holy joy laughter. And right. this, this person was just sharing some things and, and I could just feel the bitterness. Now, hopefully he's repented, but I, I had to leave in that situation. You know, the Holy Spirit is uh, discerning with us. We need to be discerning in this day and age because there are some crazy things coming out. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I was on Getter a while ago. Mm-hmm. So you, you and I both have multiple social media channels. And so I've got an account on Getter. Okay. And I was scrolling through and there's this guy. Stop right there. In the name of Jesus. 
you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. You're going to feel no more pain of this and that. I'm cool. Okay, cool. Be on TikTok, be on social media, praying for Jesus. But you know what was in the background? A frequency. Mm. A frequency. Now, Christians, some people can have issues with that. Some don't. But I was like, wait a second. The, this frequency is what is making you feel no pain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Later, it's just real recently that this person has been exposed mm. for being an associate of some really crazy, wacky, prophetic apostolic types who are more into the money and showing their wa- watches and wallets and showing their cars and their houses Right. And uh, have you seen the remote control anointing? I, I don't want to name names. No, but there's but, a remote control anointing. Okay. So this guy, so I'm not going to say his name, but it's, it's sure. been all over charisma, charisma magazine. So this guy, people will, he, he, this, this dude does like the shimmy and then the person is doing the shimmy, you know, you know, you're just, there's the shimmy. Okay. And then these other people are doing the shimmy and then they fall over and they're rolling and he's like this. And so that he's having them roll forward and backward. He calls it the remote control anointing. Remote control? Control? No. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. That's Mm -mm. witchcraft. That is. And so this person I'm talking about who was on Gitter with the frequencies, we need to be discerning. Yes, we do. Okay. We're not the new age, Right. Mm-hmm. There's still power. There's power in the name of Jesus. There, right. there, there are frequencies, but don't manipulate. Right. Don't manipulate. So this right. person that I saw in Gitter is affiliated with these people who are being exposed as false prophets who baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and in the name of the Apostle. Apostle. So as they water, or that there's separate baptisms where there's a water baptism, but then there's another baptism in the name of the. the what is going on? In the no. name of the the pastor, in the name of the prophet, no, 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 this no, is no. this is disgusting. No, no, we no, need no. to get back to the Bible. We need to purify the prophetic, remote control yeah. anointing. Um, no. You know, um, th- these guys. I even, even saw it a while ago. There's um, I, I'm not going to name any names, but when they start getting into this consciousness, Christ mm-hmm. consciousness, and then your godhood. Here are these people that have rolled with with. Uh, amazing men and women of God, but we know you and I, Lisa, know that if people lose uh, sight of the vine, of mm-hmm. they're no longer abiding in the vine. You right, and I right. both know people that have been in ministry that have walked oh, yeah. away oh, from yeah. their relationship. That's so right. here's this guy who was, you know, traveling with these Word of Faith people. These, you name it, Benny Hinn. They're traveling with Benny and all these other things, and then they eventually come out with these books about Christ consciousness, and then it gets a little further into your divinity within you. Mm-hmm. And then there are pictures of them receiving the laying on of hands with Indian gurus. You know, like we need a purification. We do. And then, you know, for a while, I remember all these text messages from this prophetic group that wanted to know your birthday. And for a donation of $99, you could get a one minute prophecy. Wow. Yeah, there buddy. you go. Whoa, I call that the prostitution of the prophetic. That's right. I see nothing wrong with donations. There, there are different services that people provide, like coaching. There are different services people provide, like counseling. You know, right. the worker deserves his wages. But I'm not going to sell a prophecy. 
That's prostitution. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is the prostitution of the prophetic. It really I'll is. I'll share the word of the Lord. I'll share what, what the Holy Spirit has given me. And I'll ask yeah. for feedback. If you want right. to donate, go, for, you know, right. donate, yeah, donate afterward. That's right. Yeah. So, but not for a price. I'll get off my soapbox real quick. Give it back to Lisa. No, I no, but I think that, see, this is the thing I wanted to really talk about. I wanted to talk because so many people have a misunderstanding about prophecy and what the, let, so we've talked about bad prophecy, but let's talk about what is the purpose? What is the true purpose of God? for prophecy. Well, the true purpose of prophecy is to get people back on their path. That's really what it comes down to. It's to get them back on their path with him, to get them back into their purpose, to get them off of the merry-go-round that they've been going around in circles. It could also be the fulfillment of a, a secret desire. You know, it. if we look at Elijah, Okay, God told Elijah that it was going, there was going to be, a, a, that it was going to stop raining. Okay, so there was going to be a drought, but it took Elijah to speak it in order for the drought to come. Because in the office of a prophet, the office of a prophet, they have the authority to establish what God has spoken. See, there is simple prophecy, which is, very, very different, but people who stand in the office of a prophet and the Lord spoke to me a while ago and he says, many have called themselves to be a prophet, but I haven't called them to be a prophet. He says, but I will judge them as one. And I went, Ooh. And the reason why I say that is because if you haven't been called to that office, then you don't have what it takes to stand in that calling. And so if you're calling yourself into that place, but you don't have that, you don't, you haven't gotten your heart right. You haven't been purged. You haven't gone through whatever it needs to, to be in order to stand in that. Like you're going to get judged in it because you're going to be making mistakes because you're not prepared for it. Everything is about preparation. God does everything in preparation. He prepares men's hearts. He prepares people. So what a prophet does, it's just like, look, we can be going out looking for a donkey. And all of a sudden a prophet comes over and says, you're going to be the next king. It changes people's trajectory. Yeah. It helps people who, who feel that they're lost and that they get found. You know, when Jesus was out calling the disciples, he was calling them into their destiny. He was calling them into their purpose. So when we look at what prophecy is, it's not a magic gate ball, but it is an unlocking of the gifts and the talents and the purpose inside each and every one of us that God is saying, I am blowing a fresh wind on you to pull out what I've placed inside of you because man has come to try to keep it closed. The enemy, really, the enemy is just all of our gifts inside of us. The enemy is trying to keep them shoved down deep, deep, deep down inside, but if we really look at the truth, you know, it says that Jesus called us all to share the gospel. That means that every single person has a ministry. It's just some people's ministry are just going to stay within their houses. Some people's ministry are going to be in the houses and in the churches. So it's going to depend on where God has called you. Yeah. Well, we, we got to stay in our own lane. Exactly. Right. Too many people want to be a prophet when they're actually called to be a teacher. <clears throat> exactly. You know, too many. Too many people want to be a prophet, but they're not willing to pay the price. That's right. A prayer. Mm -hmm. do, you, do we really know what prophets in the Bible went through? <laughs> I mean, Dave, David was a prophet, right? Yeah. You you talked about David earlier. Yeah. He was, I think I shared this on a previous program with you. 
Samuel showed up to anoint a king out of Jesse's family. Yeah. He brought all his sons. Well, why wasn't David there? <laughs> David was the shame. David was the illegitimate son. Psalm 51. Yeah. It's like we, we tend to think that I was born in sin. He was born into sin. He was a byproduct of sin of Jesse. You know, in seminaries, we talk about this, but even in seminary, they're, they're like, you may not want to share this with your church people. Right. Okay. But you can share it on Crown Chats. <laughs> David was an illegitimate child. Yeah, he was, yeah, he he was, was a child of a mistress. Mm -hmm. So he was a child of shame, which is why he wasn't treated as a son. He was mm. treated as a servant mm -hmm. to go tend the sheep. Mm -hmm. But yet that shows me that God can use anybody. Come on. Doesn't matter what you're born into, doesn't matter what you know, your sexuality, what he can use anybody That's he right. wants. That's right. You know, he could use us and he could redeem us. So Samuel was like, oh, surely is this son. Surely it's this one. Are there any others? Well, there's this one, Jesse. There's this one. Well, David is, is a priest. He's a prophet. He becomes yes. king. Yes. But look at what he had to go through. The cave of a duel. The, the he had to go through trail. his family being kidnapped, just wars, mm -hmm. and then some PTSD. Man, he had some yeah. PTSD. I think we we try to have these shortcuts in modern day Christianity. Mm -hmm. How can I become a prophet? I mean, I've had people reach out to me, Jared. Do you? How do you do this? <laughs> Sacrifice time in the presence of God. In my story, there was a lot yeah. of pain. Sure. Loss. There was grief. There was, yeah. man, you know, so if you really want this, are you willing to pay the price? But the, but the thing is, Jared, you can't call yourself a prophet. God calls people to be yeah. prophets. It's a calling from God. It has nothing to do. You might want to be a prophet till you're blue in the face, but if God hasn't called you, don't go. I'm just going to say that. Well, so I, I like to see it how John Paul Jackson, the late, great I John Paul Jackson. Him. I love him. You know, I've had people say, what do we call you, Jared? My name's Jared. Yeah, exactly. I'm Jared. So evangelist, prophet, pet. Jared. The way you receive me. Bob Laughlin is this great prophet of God mm -hmm. from an association that, that I've got friends with and that I was a part of for some years. Great guy. And he said, you know, talking about titles, just like John Paul Jackson, you don't need a title. I don't know how many apostles I've met who've never built anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many apostles I've met who have not seen the risen Christ. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many apostles I've met who don't have spiritual sons and daughters yet. Mm -hmm. Why are they called apostle? I don't know. Someone, someone called them that they called themselves that I have no idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people on Facebook try to reach out to me. Prophet so-and-so I had someone reach out to me yesterday. You're my spiritual father. Can I be your son? Did, who? I'm not even friends with you? them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, because I have people reach out to me number of ways on Facebook, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. in my, not my spam messages, but other messages or something. I'm like, delete, you know, like, come on, you know, here's my WhatsApp number. Can you send me money? That's probably what they're asking for. <laughs> oh, but brother. how many, <laughs> going by titles, you don't need a title. Bob yeah. Laughlin and John Paul Jackson both. Just like, you know, when it comes to the prophetic, if you're a prophetic, it will come up in conversation. 
I don't have to walk up to Lisa Perna and say, I am prophet. Right. I'm an apostle. Right. I, you know, how about you and I have a conversation, see where the Holy Spirit takes it. Mm-hmm. Like with Bob Laughlin, he's like, Jared, it just came up naturally. People start talking about their dreams and God uses me to interpret their dreams. And with me, it's the same way. It just comes up naturally. Yeah. How is it that people start talking about dreams around me? The Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. brings it up. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm, you know, the, they start asking me questions and then God uses me to interpret. It just comes naturally. So we don't need titles. We, no. we don't, you know. No. Well, no, I'll and I, I think... <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I think one of the uh, one of the things that um, that we need to to understand is that so many people don't believe that God speaks to them. And so the the prophets, you know, though it's almost like, oh, well, they they hear from God. Okay, but you can too. And that's one of the uh, one of the things that that we really have to go back to is is teaching people that they can hear from God too. If he can talk to me, he can talk to you. If he can tell me his heart for me, he can tell you his heart for you. Like we we have to to take look most of the prophets in the Old Testament especially. I mean, they were ridiculed. I mean, poor Jeremiah. Everybody else is like, "No, stay in Israel." All the other prophets, "Let's stay in Israel. Israel's going to be fun." And God's telling uh Jeremiah, "Dude, you going into Babylon." <laughs> You going into Babylon and got and, and so Jeremiah is like trying to figure this out, you know, but I love, I love one of the things that he, that he speaks from the Lord. He says, Oh, Israel, how I have loved you, but, and if there's a, but that means that there is always a chance to turn and to change. There's always a time to turn and to change. And that's what prophecy can do. The prophetic Simple prophecy, edification, exhortation, and comfort. But when somebody stands in the office of a prophet, there is going to be correction and Mm -hmm. directional change because they can see things in a way that is going to help to shift and and put them and get the trajectory on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Come on. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands them, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Now it does say further, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Talking about prophecy. And also there's a prophetic role to speaking in tongues and interpretation. But some people tend to mess this up. Besides love, pursue love, earnestly desire, which is actually our English doesn't catch it that well. It's as if we're coveting it, Mm. spiritual gifts, Mm. longing for it, wanting it, not in a bad coveting, but in a good coveting. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. But the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues if my title is prophet so and so, I am greater than super pastor, three hundred so and so. Well, I'm an intergalactic super apostle. I'm the bomb diggity. <laughs> one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. Is does not saying that prophecy is the greatest gift. No, it's talking about an upbuilding, encouragement, and comfort. That's right. Prophecy is only 
better in that it is more encouraging, comforting, and edifying. Speaking in tongues between you and God is personally edifying, unless it's the public tongues, which needs an interpretation, which is prophetic. That's right. All the spiritual gifts, they're all needed. That's right. Some are gifted more than others in some of them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So prophecy is not greater, holier, better, and makes you super. It's just greater in encouragement, comfort, edification, exhortation. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to kill that sacred cow right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and kick it. Hold on. Let's kick it. There we go. So good when you kick that. It does. It just does the body good. It really does. It does the body good. Yeah, well, you're talking about (laughs) the office of a prophet, the office of a prophet. What is the price that they paid, right? Like, man, what is the price that they paid? I don't know. You know, um, it's, it is, there is the correction and the direction and and things like that, but there still needs to be love. They're really still, because a lot of these people tend to have a tendency to kind of make it in ministry and they're, but then they become insurance salesmen because they're better there. <laughs> you know, um, longevity is key. What about fruit? What about spiritual sons? That's what right. about what about schools? I mean, even in the Bible, we see that there were schools of the prophets. That's right. Right. You know, That's there's right. some form of not formal education, but some form of spiritual education for prophets. That's but, right. you know, there there are other things, too. <clears throat> there's a hard truth. Well, and that's, that's the thing. And so what, you know, we've talked, we've really kind of run the entire thing about prophecy. We talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talked about the necessity and how it is to be valued over speaking in tongues because it actually is such a blessing to the entire body. But let's see it in action. If you were here this morning, like when we first started, we gave um, our gizmos mom because it's her birthday. And that's something that I do on Touch by Prayer that we are able to um, to give a, a blessing or a prophetic word for someone for their birthday. It's just something that the, I don't know, I think birthdays are super important. And mm-hmm. so I do that. But one of the things that we would really like to do is we like to pray for, for different people here and to see what the Lord is speaking. And the thing that I think is so important is that you listen, you really listen to each of the, the, the prophetic word, because there's, when you're doing it like this online, you can't always see like what somebody is saying, you know, you, you can't read the person. So it really is coming from the heart of the father. It really is coming from the heart of the father. But this is the other thing. This is a place that, you know, especially on crown shots is that this is a safe place to learn and to grow. Because if we're giving a prophetic word to somebody and you get something that you would like to share with them, as long as it's filled with love, it's filled with uh, comfort, it's filled with uh, a promise, it's filled with destiny, there's no condemnation because we don't do that. You are more than welcome to add it to the chat. So that's what I wanted to say. Awesome. Yeah, because Uh, we can all do it. So people have, people know, people hear things. Okay, so if there's anybody that has been highlighted to you, Jared, because I know, because what happens sometimes is when the when the uh, spirit of prophecy enters the room, you'll notice that it's easier to prophesy. 
So that's what we're going to do. So Jared, before we even enter into this, will you go ahead and would you pray for everybody that's here so we can we can just remove any kind of blockages and we can also just uh, just cleanse our hearts and our minds just so that yep. when we enter in this, this is really Papa speaking. Yeah, Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit, saturate everything right now. May everything run smoothly for your glory in Jesus' name. May your spirit touch people yes. right here, right now. People who are watching, people who are listening, people who are even replaying this later. Holy Spirit, touch every person. I thank you, Lord. Even now, I just see your light. I see clouds of glory. And I bless that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. I thank you for your shalom. Yes. So I, I do just kind of want to share, I did an online prophetic presbytery last yeah. week and I started prophesying over this guy on Zoom. I mean, there are people that registered, right? But even for this, I don't have a separate screen. I don't have a team here. It's just yeah. me yeah. looking at Lisa. And I, so I don't have people finding information. Right. So here's the Zoom and I start prophesying over this guy. Right. There are three of us, my friends, Robert and Dr. Brian Bell, prophesying over people. I start prophesying this spiritual experience I had that day about, and I, like I said, told him, I was like, I don't normally share. I think 95% of spiritual experiences are supposed to be just between you and God. But I'm being reminded of this where I'm I was suspended in the cloud of glory, the Shekinah glory cloud, standing on the word of God. And so I'm sharing with this guy, this experience, Shekinah glory cloud. I see him in the Shekinah glory cloud. And then I see, I, I started seeing him in marketplaces, uh, hustling, bustling, not like American marketplaces. And then moving from a me megaphone to uh, bigger speakers and technology. This guy testified this. He was a pastor in Africa of a church called Shekinah glory church who is meeting with his people on how to reach the marketplaces. And then he's preaching. He's been preaching from a megaphone, but they're talking about doing a crusade with more speakers. And I was undone, undone from mm -hmm. God. So Holy Spirit, what do you got? Holy Spirit. Um, there, there was, is this person Paige still on? Paige? Yes, Paige is here. Because um, I saw that and I saw her name. It was highlighted to me before, Lisa, that you'd, you kind of asked, and then once you said, oh, if anybody highlights anything, I was like, oh, well, the page was already highlighted. So Paige. <laughs> good, 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 good. And if she's she's not here, I know that we can tag it later. So Paige, Jesus, what do you got for Paige in Jesus' name? I love you, Lord. So um, I hear the sound of pages flipping. I hear the sounds of the Bible, like Bible pages. There's a love for the word of God in your life, Paige. There's a love for digging deep. And so I see you, um, pen, paper, uh, and just finding the gold, reaching in. And I'm taking a step of faith. I see Jesus standing there with you at, when you're reading the Bible, when you're spending time with him. You know, I see him emerging out of the pa pages. And so it's like you're, you're reading the scriptures, but he's popping out. And he's going to give you more revelation page about him, his will, his ways, his words, in Jesus' name. I think there's the simplicity to loving the scripture, loving the Lord, but also just seeing Christ Jesus in all of it. As a theologian myself, sometimes I could get caught up in all the other tools and everything, but there's a simplicity to your faith and there's a, a love for, for the word of God. And there's going to be more revelation coming. 
Uh, I, I feel in Jesus' name to pray more prophetic dreams over your life, Paige, in Jesus' name. Daniel, I, I know I was talking about interpreting dreams briefly earlier, but when Daniel interpreted dreams, he didn't say, I interpret dreams. He said, the Lord through me. You're going to have prophetic dreams. You're going to interpret other people's dreams and point to the Lord Jesus every time. And uh, in Jesus' name, I also pray for the provision of the Lord upon you for a financial breakthrough in Jesus' name coming. Uh, I pray that you won't feel like things are disheveled, that you don't won't feel like things are breaking apart, but there's going to be pr the provision of the Lord uh, towards you. Uh, so I pray for finances and raises and blessings in Jesus' name over you, in Jesus' name, new creative ideas. So I'm hearing my previous pastor and I uh, right now in, in the spirit, and he has a way of saying things like, uh, when, when people leave church, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. So I'm hearing him share that, but I'm speaking that over you, Paige, in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May you also have inventions and ideas and creative solutions and decree and declare over yourself the prosperity of the Lord in Jesus' name. So I'm, I, the prosperity of the Lord is upon you. The provision of the Lord is with you. So I bless you, Paige, in Jesus' name. F fill Paige up with your Holy Spirit from head to toe, from head to toe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, so Lord. So good. So good. And I know Paige. So that was a good word for her. I know that, um, yeah, she she loves to, she, every day she sends me snapshots of what she's been reading and highlighting it in her Bible. And yeah, yeah, no, it was a, awesome. it was a really, really good word for her. And, um, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. It's like, when you know somebody, it's really hard to, to give a word because it's like, oh, you know, I know them, I know them. And so that's one of the things that we're, you know, we're really trying to, um, to, to kind of say, okay, Lord, like, what do you want to say? And I know that, um, that there's, um, you know, as we're, we're praying, you know, it's okay sometimes to not have anything. It's mm -hmm. okay. Cause sometimes people will look at people and say, well, do you have a word from me? And it's like, yeah, I don't. So, you know, I can bless you. I can bless you. But I'm going to say this. The thing about prophecy is that just like Jared started to speak, sometimes you get one word. Sometimes you only get one word. And from that one word flows everything, everything, everything. And so I don't know if Debbie is still here. Debbie, are you still on? Because I really believe that the Lord has a, a word for you. Um, Debbie, better off. Um Let's see, Debbie, 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 are you still here? Because she she popped in and she's like, Lisa, you know, and I know Debbie, but I don't know Debbie. Like I know her, but I don't know her. I was like, oh, I don't want to give her a word because because I kind of know her, but but I really feel that God has a word of encouragement for yeah. her. So if she's not here, I'll make sure that uh, well, I send it to her. Go ahead. And Lisa, like I was sharing earlier, if we're prophesying over someone we know, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. okay to say, I know this, however... Yeah. Here's yeah, what yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit is showing me. So yeah. that way, yeah. like, I yeah. know your name and address. I know, I know. It's like, yeah, because it's, it's I mean, written in my book, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, but I got I don't want to be too cliche, but I got a word for you. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, there you go. My That's Bible. it. Your I got Bible. my Bible. That's, That's right. your word. That's it. And so, Debbie, if if you are here, that's great. If not, we'll send it to you. But um, I know for a fact that uh, that Deborah, <clears throat> that Debbie, um, she just started this new online business. And the the thing that I saw is I I saw her and I saw her dressing people. And so it's not an Esther word, but it is an Esther word because because Esther had these eunuchs who were dressing her and preparing her to be, to go before the King. And I really feel that Debbie, that's what you're doing is you're dressing people and you're going to help people to start to step into the things that they've been called to do because there have been so many people who have been misdressed. It's almost like they've been wearing clothes that just don't fit them, that don't accentuate them properly, that don't pull out their beauty. And I really believe that God is going to start to use you and you're going to start to see, cause she, she asked me an actual, she asked me if I would come and pray over her clothing. And I said, I totally would. But I really feel that what God is going to do is he's going to start and I'm almost hearing like there's an anointing of the cloth because the things that your heart says is that there's an anointing to help to fix and to change the way that people embrace their beauty, women embrace their beauty, that there is this uh, culture that, that we've been told that we have to look a certain way. And it's almost like you're going to give people freedom to actually just be the who they were created to be and to see the beauty in the way that you accessorize and put things together. And you're going to start to, to help women to feel good in everything that you purchase that. And you're almost going to be hearing God say, yeah, get that. Yeah, get that. Like he's almost going to go clothes shopping with you. And he's going to say, yeah, you definitely want to get that. Oh, oh, definitely get that. And you'll also hear, nope, don't do that one. And as you just tune in and listen to what the father is saying, you're going to start to see that the sales, because, you know, we know it's about money, but I feel like it is just going to start to skyrocket. And where it's like been like QVC, it's going to be, no, 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 go see Debbie. No, 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 no. Go see Debbie, because there is going to be such a uniqueness in the styles and the things that you put together that it's um, I'm hearing because uh, I know you're like a, that 70s thing. But I feel like it's going to be this like feel good. It's going to be like feel good clothing because everything that people purchase, they are going to feel so good in it. So we just bless you. We bless you and everything yeah. that you've been called to do, Lord. We just thank you for Debbie. We thank you for her uh, willingness to, to start something new. And Lord, we just ask you just to bless her with the right people and with the right connections so that that she can help women to see the beauty inside of them in Jesus name. Yeah. And uh, might I add, so as Lisa was prophesying, I was hearing the song, Let It Go. (laughs) Disney's Frozen. Yes. Come on. And so let it go. Let it go into the hands of God. Yes. It's all in his hands. Yes. Enjoy the presence of God. Yes. Twirl with him, dance with him, sing yes. with him, worship him. He's he's there with you. You know, have uh, walks with, with Christ Jesus. You know, go enjoy the parks, enjoy creation with, with King Jesus. Mm. Let it go. I'm not I'm not a singer. I don't sing well, okay? I just make a <laughs> joyful noise. And that's all the Bible says is make a joyful noise. That's it. But let it go. Surrender it into the hands of God. He's mm. dancing with you. He's proud of you. He loves you. Mm-hmm. He's alongside you and mm-hmm. he's he's made you creative. 
And just as Lisa was prophesying to you about impartation in the close, where's that in the Bible? The Apostle Paul. That's right. Notable miracles, signs, and wonders through his right. sweatbands, through the mm -hmm. things that he wore, through handkerchiefs. You can lay hands. I, I know someone that laid hands on sandwiches for uh, praying for people who had AIDS back in the 80s, you know, imparting into the, the, the food, imparting into that. How does that work? I have no idea. I don't need to know everything when it comes yeah. to that. I've gone a whole back and forth over the years on impartation, act of faith, and anointing. Just do what God tells you to do. That's right. You know? And and he will bless your hands. So impart into that, pray over that, pray over the, those items, pray over those clothes. Yes. Uh, uh, I've heard stories of people opening up John G. Lake's newsletters and receiving the anointing and the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So who knows? Pray over something and someone's walking down the street wearing wearing what you've made and the Holy Spirit hits them because you've prayed for them, you've interceded for them. So I bless that that over your life in Jesus' name. Praying tongues, praying, praying the spirit over things. Pray. I see Lisa, she's always praying in tongues. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so pray in the spirit, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and impart into those things in Jesus' name. So I bless you, Debbie. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, no, I'm praying do, you see, do you see anybody? <laughs> do you see anybody else you'd like to pray over? You can go back. You can you can go and scroll. Well, and see if anybody highlights. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many people stick around, but um, Holy Spirit, what do you got? Let's see. So, have I ever prayed over Valerie before? Is Valerie here? Valerie, I I think Valerie is still here because it's funny because I was going to pray over her too. So you go oh. first. Yeah. That's so Holy so Spirit, yeah. what do you got for Valerie? And if she's not, uh, you know, we just No, tag. I think she's still here. I we, we'll we'll put Ryan to work. Just tag <laughs> Valerie. Ryan's like, yep, yep, yep. Like, yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep she's know, here. I managing she's everything. Here. So Holy Spirit, yep, what yep. do you got for Valerie? Holy Spirit, bless her in Jesus' name. I don't know if I've ever uh, prayed over you before on this program. It's always an honor to be on one of Lisa's 2,000 programs, but... <laughs> You know, it's de decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord. So in Jesus' name, I decree life over, over you, Valerie. I decree peace. I decree shalom. I saw this video of Heidi Baker just yesterday mm. where she is in Israel talking on the mm -hmm. shalom, talking on the shalom, mm -hmm. and then the sirens mm -hmm. are going off. And she's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to finish talking about the shalom, mm -hmm. the peace of God in the midst of war, real mm -hmm. war. Mm -hmm. So Valerie, I de decree peace. I declare, de declare a life over you. Even in the midst of the storms, you are at peace. Mm. You are at peace. So I speak that over you in Jesus' name. Uh, I see you, and it's an interesting image. I've never seen you before. So what I'm seeing is you're like a, a, an outline that represents you. So I see your feet standing on the scripture, standing on the Bible. You are seed. You are standing and on the rock of Christ Jesus. You're standing on the Word of God. You are grounded in the Scripture, and there's. I see. I hear your voice reverberating and speaking. I hear people listening. I see people listening and coming to you and asking questions. And I, you know, uh, so yeah. Keep speaking those words of truth. Keep speaking those words of life over people, and. There will be conversations with people. Where does your peace come from? Where does your, your life come from? What can I do? 
what needs to happen in my life. So keep speaking truth and love. Keep speaking truth and, and the peace and of Christ Jesus over people. Prophesy over them. Show them how much Jesus loves them. As they look at you, they see Christ Jesus in you. So I bless you, Valerie, in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have I have something a little bit different because because um uh god uses songs for me and so i'm hearing the monkey song valerie you know where it's like it's like valerie you know it's like i love her that's what i heard so it's like that song valerie you can go and listen to it by the monkeys but it's like i love her and that's what the lord kept saying to me he kept highlighting and and uh enunciating that i love i love her i love her and that's this is this has been a this has been a hard season uh, for you, Valerie, because um, I'm just going to hear like, because I'm hearing, you know, where is the love? <laughs> where is the love that this has been a, a, a season where you have felt like that there has been a lack of love. And I really believe that God is going to start to, to love bomb you in a good way, because I know that love bombing has a very negative connotation, but I really believe that these, these, these rockets of love that he's sending into your heart is going to be exploding and you're going to start to say, no, he loves me. And it's going to be, no, he loves me. And it's like, you know, like the Daisy, he loves me. He loves me not. And it's not going to, it's going to be, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And it's going to be this overwhelming. I, I love her because that's what he said. It's like, I love her. I love her. And that's what he's going to start singing over you. He's, you're going to start waking up with love songs. You're going to start feeling. It's going to be like all of a sudden you're just going to see love all around you. You're just going to, you're going to start seeing hearts. You're going to start seeing and hearing love songs. And you're going to start seeing anything that reminds you of what love looks like. Because you've been in this barren, this, this, this barren time. And God said, I have not forgotten you. I have not forgotten the promises, Valerie. I have not forgotten the things that I've told you. I have not forgotten the cries. I haven't forgotten the tears. And he said, and I'm taking all of those things and I'm pouring them back into you because I'm not leaving you in a deficit. I'm going to build you to overflowing and out of this overflowing of love that you know that he loves me. I know that he loves me, that you are going to be able to start to fix and to heal those around you who have felt like they have lost their love. Because I feel like what what the Lord is showing me, and I really, I've never seen you, never met you before. But what I'm seeing is that I'm, I'm almost seeing like you wearing this great big heart. Like, it's almost like, you know, the, the people who wear like the, the, the billboard things on their chest or the walking billboards. And I'm seeing this great big heart. And it's almost like Jesus loves you. And I really believe that he is going to use you to help people to understand the great love that, that God carries for his children. What he carries for his daughters. What he carries for his princess. That's, that's what I am seeing. And so, Lord, we just bless Valerie. We thank you, Lord, that, we, that you love her, that you sing songs over her, Lord, that you, have, you are pulling out all of the, 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 the refining, that dross that has risen to the top, and you're just scooping it off, Lord, that there is, um, it's going to be Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, every single day for Valerie. And, Lord, we just thank you, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So, um. Okay, so she says, she says you are accurate. So there you go. That's for you, Jared. Thank you, Lord. And she says, thank you. And she says, thank you. And then she says, right. So 
we are going to see. Okay, yeah, let's see. <laughs> okay, everybody is saying grow in her garden. Yes. Okay, you're hearing accurate. Come on. See, that's the whole thing. It's like, and there's the heart. <laughs> there you go. See, and that's that's the thing is, is God's going to reach you right where you are. There's no condemnation because just because somebody went through a hard time, God is like, yeah, I know you went through a hard time. I saw your hard time, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore what the locusts have eaten. I'm going to restore what the canker worms have tried to steal. I'm going to restore everything that, that you have felt has been depleted. That's, that's who God is. He's a God of restoration. So, you know, you can sometimes speak about things in a, in a certain way without it being too, too descriptive. And guess what? God doesn't operate in shame. He does not operate in shame. So one of the things that I really always hear is like, if I start to hear that shame game, I know it's not from God. And so I'll just be quiet and I'll say, no, we're not going to, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that. Yes. So she's waiting for that alabaster box. Come on. But, but that's what I'm saying is that you have an ally. Oh, okay. I have one more thing for you. Okay. Do you remember when you were a kid? Do you remember when you were a kid and you used to have the box that you used to decorate and then people would, and you would have the slit on the top and Valentine's day, they would come and they would put, they would start and they would put all these little things into that box. Okay. Valerie, that's your alabaster box. Start reminding yourself of the words that God has spoken over you. That's your alabaster box. Start opening up all of the prophetic words that have been spoken over you, the dreams that have been given to you, the visions that you might have seen. Start opening up those, even if going into the scripture. And that, that can be your alabaster box, except start changing. When you start to read, insert your name. Start making it personal. Start making it personal. Because trust me, he already sees you and he loves you. He loves you. So you don't, you don't, you've already given him. You need to open it up for you. Okay. What you got? What I got. Is everybody I'm hitting on Facebook? There are people on Facebook. There are some people on Facebook. There's on, and there's I, some people on YouTube. YouTube is bad. I, I oh. don't, I don't want to ignore. I don't want to ignore some other people. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> Holy you. Spirit, what do you got? Um, so Holy Spirit, what do you got? No, we should ask everybody. Start chatting, everybody. Everybody. Hey, listen. I went to a Sean Bowles. I saw Sean Bowles, um, and um, I wanted I wanted a word from Sean Bowles. I'm like, I want a word from Sean Bowles. Lord. I asked for three months because I knew he was coming. Got my tickets. I was so excited. Day before he comes, my daughter, who was uh, 16 at the no, 15 at the time, she um, she's like, I'm going to come with you. Like she, like we start talking about things and she's like, I said, you need to really see prophecy and it's truth. And so I said, Sean Bowles is coming. And she goes, well, maybe while well, she comes. So I find out she's going to come. So we're in worship for the worship session. She tells us that she's going to come. And she, so she's going to come that night, that night. And uh, I was in worship and Jared, I was in worship for the hour that they were worshiping. And I was in the throne room and I was grabbing God's robe and I was going, 
give my daughter a word from Sean Bowles. And I did that for one hour, just pulling on his robe, pulling on his robe, because sometimes, you know, it's just like the woman who went to the unrighteous judge and she pulled Well, I went and I pulled on God because I knew that my daughter needed a word. I knew that she needed to hear from him. And so sometimes we have to, we have to go ahead and we need to, we need to pull on him. I think she is. I felt her pulling. I think Kaylee. I think she's pulling. Kaylee. Well, I was going to say about pulling. Uh Yeah. I do the same thing. I mean, I had a prayer burden uh, about my twin brother Mm -hmm. who's not serving the king, Uh not serving Jesus at all. But I had a prayer burden for him. We attend CFT in Phoenix. Uh, Michael Maiden is the pastor, a well-known prophetic voice. That day... He's like, I really feel a burden to pray for people's twins. If you have a twin, he's like, I'm doing an altar call right now, twin that you're claiming for. So there's like 10 of us, you know, and so he he prayed over all of us. But I was like, I was pulling on the anointing. Come on. And I was pulling on. I was like, mm, you know, praying for my twin brother, praying. And and the man of God, you know, was obedient. So bless yes. him. So Kaylee, Holy Spirit, what do you got for Kaylee in Jesus' name? So Holy Spirit, touch Kaylee. So um, I feel I feel just genuine love and care and hospitality for people, mm-hmm. taking care of things, taking care of, of people, taking care of some of the details. I don't know if you're a detail person because I know I'm not. My wife is. I love my wife. God put us together because I needed her. Uh, people need you. You are gifted and... I'm taking a step of faith about administrative skills. May more precision come, may more uh, clarity come, may more organization come in Jesus' name because people need you. People, uh, but you also pause, you also stop. You know, there might be a busy schedule. Some days are just insane when it comes to scheduling, just activity after activity, do this, do that. But you take time and you pause and you really see the person in front of you. Jesus loves that about you. He, Jesus is in the details. Jesus has gifted you for the details of other people. Also understand who it's for. Mm. You see the people, you see them, and you care for them. You're loving them. You're bringing the atmosphere of heaven in Jesus' name. Uh, you're you're tending them. Yeah. You know I've I. I I've been trained in trauma care, you know, combat, medical, things like that, where in combat, in a combat zone, it's different than here in the U.S., but something happens, you patch them up, get them back in the fight, or you patch them up and you move them out. There are things in life that happen. You patch people up. You could encourage them and, and motivate them to get back in to do what they're called to do. Or you patch them up and you're able to put them out to go rest a while, to go heal in whatever capacity. So Kaylee, I bless you in Jesus' name. Mm. Right now I'm also seeing, you know, being on a ship, you know, and and I'm being reminded of when, when the disciples were on the boat and here comes Jesus walking during the storm. Mm Mm-hmm. And Peter takes that step of faith. Peter steps out. Sometimes you got to step out of the boat. Sometimes you got to 
step out in the midst of storms, but you've got your eyes, Kaylee, you've got your eyes on Jesus. Come on. And he comes to you and you meet face to face. And then the storm is over. There's storms of life, but there's peace through Christ Jesus during the storm. So I think you've come out of a storm or you're, you're about to come out of a storm, but there is yeah. peace. Come on. There is peace. It's going to be calm. It's going to be quiet, but you're looking in the eyes of Christ Jesus and he's got eyes of love for you, Kaylee. Come on. That's so good. That's so good. Um, and what I have for you, Kaylee, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about you. you did reach out to me. So I do know, I do know some personal things, but I'm going to say this. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. And it's almost like um, what I'm seeing is in, um, in Genesis, Abraham had a, a servant. Okay. And his servant was the, was the, the mother to his son, Ishmael. And she, she, um, Hagar was not treated nicely by, by Sarah. And so she ran away. So she ran away and she thought that she could run, but an angel was sent to her. And he said, God sees you. And I'm here to say that he sees you, that this is not an accident. This is not a coincidence. This is not, oh, I see you. I need somebody to know. God says that he sees you. He sees what you're going through. He see, He has seen your tears. He has seen the trauma. He has seen the disappointments. And we all have trauma. So I'm not saying that she's gone through. Like I'm just saying we've all had trauma. But he sees it all. He has seen it all. And he hasn't turned his eyes from you. He has not turned his eyes from you. And so when, when Hagar saw what happened, she actually called the rock where she was at, where she was getting the water. She called it Elroy because it was the God who sees. And you are going to see God move in your life like you have never, never seen before. You are going to see that you walk in his favor. You are going to see him in every circumstances. And you are going to start to see his hand in your life because you thought that you could run away. And God says, no, I see you. I see you. I've never looked away from you. He said, and this is the, this is the season you are going to see me. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Got, oof. Got a little, I got you. a residual, like, whoop. <laughs> I felt the, I felt the hand of Papa on that one. I was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. So she, so somebody says that, that she's like the woman at the well. Yeah. 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 Well, I love it that, that you're encouraging your viewers to kind of share. So I, I want to kind of activate everybody real quick. Yes. Let's do that. Cause it's good. We're getting, we're getting to the time that we have to say bye. Okay, oh man. It's oh, it goes by so fast. <laughs> it <Okay>. does. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I'll need more coffee though. Cause it's <laughs> um, everybody who's watching. Or who will be listening to this? Because I will st steal the audio from Lisa and put it on my podcast. <laughs> you can, if you you're can steal watching the audio this, and you can steal the video. <laughs> it's, it's already on my YouTube, so yeah, <laughs> and my Facebook. It's everywhere right now. It's all over. You're in like some weird places too, <laughs> Foxhole and stuff I've never heard of. But yeah. Rumble, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, everybody, if you're watching this or you're listening to this. <clears throat> If you're driving, keep your eyes open. 
<clears throat> but if you're able to close your eyes, focus on Jesus and ask him to speak a Bible verse to you, biblical reference, <clears throat> maybe something you memorize, whatever, just may it pop in your head in Jesus name. And now ask the Holy Spirit to bring someone to your mind, someone that you know, in Jesus' name. <laughs> I just got a shot of the wine. <clears throat> Holy Spirit. I know, right? It's getting thick. So <clears throat> now look at that verse. Open up your Bible if you got a Bible mm-hmm. or your digital, digital Bible app. Look up that Bible reference. with that person on your mind and you got pen or paper notes or whatever, take that Bible verse, start turning it into a prayer and Mm. declaration and a Mm. prophecy for that person that God has put on your mind. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And here's the thing about prophecy. Sure, you could email it to someone, you could text it to them, but prophecy is best spoken, okay? Because there's power behind it. But if you have to text it or if you have to email it, go for it. But I would say you could call the person or if you see the person later today or whatever, speak it over them in Jesus' name. Yes. And then ask for feedback. Be like, does this speak to you? So Holy Spirit, I bless everybody right now in Jesus' name. Activate them to prophesy, not not just in this one thing, but every day to encourage, comfort, and edify people in Jesus' name. And I pray in Holy Spirit, may you saturate people from head to toe. May you fill them with the fire and power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Bring healing to eyes, bring healing to hearts, bring healing, Lord God, in Jesus' name over everybody. And I bless Lisa. I bless Ryan the producer. We love you, Ryan. You're, you're awesome. (laughs) Keep up the good work, brother. In Jesus name. We love you, Lord. Okay. It's back to Lisa. Um, I do want to, I do want to pray for, for grandma Linda. So I want to pray for grandma Linda. So Lord, we just lift up grandma Linda. We thank you, Papa, for her mama heart, for her grandma heart. We thank you, Father, for everything that you've placed inside of her, Lord. We just speak complete and total shalom over the top of her head to the tips of her toes. We thank you that any abnormalities that we call them back into proper order. We thank you, Father, for the things that you are doing, Lord. We thank you for a steady rhythm. We thank you for a steady rhythm. We thank you that there is no hindrances, no stopping, no blocking. Lord, we thank Thank you just for perfect blood flow from the top of her head to the tips of her toes in the mighty name of Jesus. And then also Amy has somebody who's in the hospital. So, um, so Amy, who is in the hospital? Who is in the hospital? Just, um, woo. Felt the Holy Spirit again. Woo. Okay. Who is in the hospital, Amy? So we could pray for that. Oh, for Miss Steve. 
Okay, potential injury. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, so Lord, we just thank you for Mrs. D. We thank you, Father, that, that you are the great healer. We thank you that you are the great physician. Lord, we thank you that, that Dorothy is going to be taken care of. Lord, we thank you that you are going to send your children to come into her room just to, uh, to, to give a proper diagnosis. We thank you, Father, just for favor in the ER, Lord, that, yeah. that being in the emergency room could be a long and and on a, a frustrating uh, time. Lord, we ask you to give her that your peace, the peace that flows from the top of her head to the tips of her toes, Lord. We thank you that that people will will come and will minister to her, that even if she doesn't, even if she's in a place where she doesn't believe in the supernatural, but she's going to get confirmation that you are in the midst of it. And we, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for, um, we thank you for your presence here. Holy yeah. Spirit, we thank you for your presence. And I, I sense and hear angels. Come on. Angels with you. <clears throat> Come on. Angels. So in Jesus' name, I pray that they will feel that touch. Yes. The touch. Yes. The ministry and spirit sent to those who will inherit salvation. So I bless yes. you. Yes. The angels are all around you. They're in the yes. ER with you. They are there. Yes. They're ministering to you. So in Jesus' name, we pray for healing and wisdom. In yes. Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. This was, we, we have to have you back. <laughs> we, we, we have to do this again. This is too much fun. Um, That's the I problem, am having fun. Right? You know, it's like, oh, do it, does it have to end? Like, well, yeah, because then we got to do a part two. We'll do a part two. And we're going to have, have you back. Up. I would love to actually have you and John. Because then I could just sit back and drink coffee. That works. Well, you got you got John's number. <laughs> I do have John's number. I've known John for a very long time, but I'm yeah. thinking I should have the two of you guys on for Crown Chats. Yeah, that totally. could be kind of fun. That could be a lot of fun with the three of us. Ooh, that could be very fun. Okay, I might have to do that. So, um, okay, so what? So what can we? Is there anything upcoming that you're about to do that we can pray for you or? Oh, uh, man. Just a shameless plug. Get my book. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. The baptism yes, yes. with the Holy Spirit. That's baptism my book. With the Holy Spirit. Yep. Now Got I still haven't had you on Touch by Prayer yet, have I? No. Not no. But we talked about it the last time, I think two, yeah. three weeks ago when I was on here. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Because I got it. So let's after we get off, we'll schedule you to come on uh, on Touch by Prayer. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. people to that because you know that yeah. helps in my keep keep my son in YWAM Switzerland right now. Uh, but also it's the message that was for today, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, especially in, in these trying times, people yes. need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They need the empowerment yes. of the Holy Spirit like never before. So yes. tell your friends about it. Oh, that was yes. my older book right there, Veronica's Hero. That was from 2015. That's my latest, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so, yeah. Um, that's my life message right there for now. There you go. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, everything changes. Yeah. That That is the game changer. That is the game changer. So if you guys are interested, you can go and get Jared's book, which is right over here. You can just go over there. Where to go? Why is it not coming up? There it is. Sometimes it just don't do it. There it is. So if you guys go over there, you can click on that link. You can go and get a copy of his book. 
Um, we're going to have him on Touch by Prayer where we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we're going to have him come back on and we're going to do some more prophecy because I think that the thing about a good prophetic word, a true prophetic word, is it changes everything. It becomes the game changer because when you get a word from God that says that you are called to be a king, you can go cash that. You can go cash that if it's coming from the Lord. So the things that God has called and has called you to do, trust me, God will confirm. He always confirms his word. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, you can also go to firebornministries.com. You can also go and you can uh, check out all of his websites. Please make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe if you are interested in following me or subscribing to support me in my ministry. You can go ahead and you can click any one of these links and drop a little something, something. We got stuff to do. This is a new season. This is a new season. So we're getting excited. We're getting amped up and ready to run because there are so many people who still don't know Papa. And so we need to go out and we need to tell them. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much, Jared, for, for coming on and, to, and sharing all of your wisdom and your words. You You're are welcome. so awesome. Okay, hold tight. We'll, we'll say goodbye off air. Thank you guys so much. Have a blessed day. Don't forget, be a blessing because people need what you carry. Take care. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.